0: All right, well, good Good morning, everyone. Good to see all of you. Beautiful fall day. I guess we can say that now. You already got... We primed the pump with that conversation earlier about friendship and what exactly that is. And that's what I want to talk about today. Something that is near and dear to my heart as I, like you, desire true friends. Let me just tell you a few things about friendship that I... That I found kind of interesting. You maybe heard somebody say this to you. If you hurt my best friend, I'll make your death look like an accident. It was supposed to be funny, but <laughs> I could see that sure bomb. You call me your best friend, but where were you when my selfie only had four likes? Or my post, or whatever you want to call it. Good friends don't let you do stupid things alone. <laughs> friends buy you lunch. Best friends eat your lunch. You've had that happen, haven't you? There's nothing better than a friend unless it's a friend with chocolate. Do you want me to stop now? or Because <laughs> I have a couple more. <laughs> stop or keep going. keep going? Okay. Friends, pick up when we fall, and if they can't pick us up, they lie down and listen for a while. I like that one. That's actually all I have. <laughs> but I'm not finished talking. I'm going to look at Proverbs, which has a lot of wisdom on friendship, and that's, sort of, that's the place where we want to get our, our basis for this conversation on friendship. I want to read just a few Proverbs for you, and then I'm going to weave those Proverbs into some things I want to say about friendship that I think, I believe, is going to help all of us cultivate the kinds of friendships that really will give life to our souls and help us along on the journey. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Proverbs eighteen twenty four, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Proverbs 27, 6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. It's quite a thought, isn't it? Wounds from a friend can be trusted. But an enemy multiplies kisses. Proverbs 25, 17. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house too much of you, and they will hate you. (laughs) I'll come back to that later. Interesting thought. Proverbs 27.9. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. (laughs) Good advice from a friend is like perfume. It's good. Proverbs 27.14. If anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. I'll come back to that one as well. I was listening to a talk by Timothy Keller. Some of you have heard that name. He's been a pastor for many years. He talked about these four different kinds of love that we see in our society and culture. And I thought it kind of helps set this up, I think, really well. The, The first kind of love that's gets an awful lot of airtime is eros love that's romantic love usually involves you know two people and a way to describe that that i i read about in and c.s lewis has a book called four loves and in his book he talked about how eros love is very is face-to-face love and it's usually there's only two people involved whereas the other kind of love I'll tell you what that is in just a second, how it's described as a metaphor. So eros love, face-to-face love, romantic love, friendship, friendship love is described as, I think I missed a couple here. Let me go back. Okay, erotic love is number one. Second one he talks about is family love. So it's, it's the love that family has, and, and that's very important. Most of us grew up in families. And the love that's shared in families is a type of love that he describes. And we all know that it's not always the kind of friendship that we always want, but it's a type of love that's important in our society. The third type that he describes is civic love or the love between neighbors. And it's sort of the kind of love that helps provide you know, protection and, and how we look out for each other. If my garage door is open, my neighbor calls me at 10 o'clock at night, that's neighbor love to keep me from getting ripped off. <laughs> but it's, it's not some of these other kinds of love. So then the, the fourth one is friendship love. And that's what I want to really delve into. And friendship love, to use the metaphor, eros love is face-to-face. Friendship love is standing side-by-side, going in the same direction. And it actually has room for more than one other person. Oftentimes a group of really good friends can actually multiply the benefit of that friendship versus just having one good friend. And another book that I read over the summer that really was such a powerful book on loneliness and connection was the book called Together. And he talked in here about the three circles of loneliness or of connection. Talked about that inner circle, which are the five people that you have an intimate relationship with. And it's an interesting word the word intimate because oftentimes we put that in the category of the romantic love but actually intimate love can be can be applied to this to the friendships that we have with others. And he's saying that a person it's good to have about 5 people in that inner circle. I think it forms a buffer. Especially if one of your true friends is also you're in a relationship with them and that person, say that person is out of the picture. Well, where does that leave you? It's good to have a circle of those true friends who are walking side by side with you in a common direction. And I think partly why this whole topic has become so important to me and, and essential for me to get my head around and my heart around and to actually live into... It's because of my life circumstances. Most of you know, but I know not all of you know, that just over two years ago, my wife passed away from kidney cancer. And I would say that I would call her one of my five best friends. Yeah, there was, there's an, there was this Eros love between us, for sure. But there was also friendship love, this true friendship. And I think that's, that's a beautiful thing when you have that. So now she's out of the picture. Does that mean I have, what do I do about friendship? So it's been on my heart and mind that I need, who are those five people in my inner circle that I'm connecting with? And I'm going to talk about the qualities, the marks of the kind of people you need in that inner circle to, I believe, have a life that's full and rich and as God intended it to be. So this Is something near and dear, and I am so grateful. It's interesting because I have two sisters. One younger. She used to be my servant when we lived at home. She was eight years younger, but now that we've all grown up, we're good. We're actually friends, and and then I have an older sister who bossed me around at home, but but that's all changed now. And what I say to them, it's it's really it's really a wonderful thing, and I know this is not true in every family. I they we have family love. We are also true friends. And I say to them, I said, isn't it great when your family are actually your friends? So they're in my top five. And I've got a few others. I won't name them. I don't want to embarrass anybody. But, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you've got this group of true friends that you have, are able to walk through life together. And often there's a common interest or a common direction that you're going together and you're on this journey together. And I think true friendship is not something necessarily that happens instantly. It's like a slow, it's a slow growing thing. Sometimes some of the other kinds of love are quick, right? Your Eros love can be very quick. But it's not the same as this whole friendship love that takes time and effort and investment in order for it to be truly powerful and helpful and strong in our lives. Well, I want to give you these four marks of true friendship and tie them back to some of the things that are said here in Proverbs. And my encouragement to you is just to be, as you're sitting here, to kind of look internally and say, how am I doing in the area of this type of love, this friendship love, this phileo love? Phileo Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. I mean, that's, that word is used, that type of love is described in the Bible. And that's the kind of love that I'm talking about, this phileo love, this filial love, the love be- that people share together where they stand side by side and they go in a direction together. First quality of someone with friendship love, of friendship love, is constancy. It's constant. You can count on it. When you get up in the morning, it's there. You go to bed at night, it's still there. <laughs> When the sun shines, it's there. When the clouds come and the storms blow in you, it's still there. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times. So that word all is very important. So a true friend loves at all times. And the last part of this verse is very interesting. And a brother is born for a time of adversity. And you know what I think that is saying that off. Our family will be there when we're in trouble. That's who comes to our aid. I know what that's like. But a true friend is there all the time. Which I think that makes one of the distinctions between what we experience in families. As they say, you know the saying, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. So as we choose those friends, we find those people who are there at all times. Proverbs 18.24, another perspective. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Again, back to that same analogy of a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So family, sometimes, I'm not saying this is always the case, but sometimes family doesn't necessarily stick with you through thick and thin. Often they do, and it's great when they do, but a true friend does not let you go to ruin. If they see you're in trouble, they're going to come to your side. They're going to help you, support you. And some of the other qualities also say to us, they also sometimes will stick their nose into your business when you may not want them there. A true friend. Because <laughs> that's what you need. So constancy. A true friend is consistent. I know, I got that they, won't, they won't let you ruin or wreck Your life. Have you ever heard the heard people say? Now I've been through a number of adversities in my life, storms, and I've heard lots of people say, "If you need anything, just call me." Anybody heard that saying? (laughs) Well, is that helpful? Not usually. It's like because if you're in crisis, you don't always even know what you need. Now, I did get smart and I said okay I need a salad this week because I've had too many casseroles (laughs) (laughs) or I said I got a a garage load of cardboard and cans and stuff can you come and take it to the recycled so I mean but not everybody's going to do that right a true friend is able to know what you need and come to your side so that you don't face ruin constancy they're always there Are those people hard to find? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't say this was easy. Nobody said that, and and I'm not saying that. This is not easy. But when it is true, it is a beautiful thing. Secondly, so constancy, second mark of true friendship is carefulness. Proverbs, yes, there are four Cs, so this should help you remember. (laughs) Remember? Carefulness. Proverbs 27, 14. If anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. So, let's just say you have a neighbor who you would call a certain type of friend. Now, that neighbor, what this proverb is really getting at, I think, is that people that know you, that are a true friend, they will know the state of mind that you're in. They'll know if you're an early morning person, a night person. They'll know when to yell out your name and call on you. They won't, they won't be insensitive <laughs> to what you need. It's sort of where you're at in that, at that point in life, right? Another one, Proverbs twenty-five twenty. This This says more about this thing. Like one who takes away a garment on a cold day or like vinegar poured on a wound. How does that feel? Vinegar poured on a wound. Well, oh, that's got to hurt. So like the vinegar poured on a wound, the verse goes on, is one who sings songs, and that word for sing songs is joyful songs, to a heavy heart. True friends do not sing joyful songs to a heavy heart. True friends are careful. They're discerning. They show empathy. They have understanding for what that person's going through. If they've just had a baby then they're going to sing joyful songs. But if they've just lost something dear to their hearts, they're going to come alongside them and weep with them as they weep. So friends, first of all, the first mark is what? Remember? Constancy. Second mark of a true friend? Carefulness. Third mark of a true friend is... Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen: As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Great metaphor here of true friendship. And this is this is obviously a more difficult part of the friendships that we have and that we hold near and dear, is to be the person that does. See you later. All right. That does sharpen the iron of another person that comes alongside and makes them better through sparks and through sometimes confrontation. Sometimes saying things that might be difficult, but it's the very thing that needs to be said. And a true friend has that candor with a bucket load of truth, of love and grace and acceptance. And you have, I, I don't believe that you You have not earned the right to actually have candor unless you've done the other two. You've been compassionate, empathetic. They know that you have their best interest. But candor in the arena or in the atmosphere of love and acceptance and that camaraderie and that time spent together, candor is also required and needed to bring out the best in one another. Proverbs 27.5, better is open rebuke than hidden love. So what does that mean? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. If you have a friend and you love them, but you're, you keep your mouth shut because they have an issue that they need to deal with, that's not good. That's not true friendship. Better and open rebuke than hidden love. True friendship says what needs to be said when a person is heading down the wrong road and needs someone to, hey, wait a second. Do you see this? Do you see what I see here? (laughs) That's true friendship. And I've had those people in my life say to me, have you, do you notice this? I'm thinking, no, who are you to tell me that? No, maybe. (laughs) Yes, okay, I've been defensive at times. All right, we all have been. But so thankful For the friend that would point out the things in me that could be sharpened, could be changed. That attitude, those attitudes or that way of being that just was not helpful. We talk a lot in, uh, if you've been around New Heights any length of time, you might have heard this whole idea of we're trying to create a place where disciple making happens. Where we're helping people go in the way of Jesus. And there's two sides to the kind of culture that we're trying to create. One is we want to create a high invitation culture. People are loved and accepted and, and valued for who they are. You are special. You are loved. That's the culture we want to create. But there's the other, the other side to that is a high-challenge culture. That's what Jesus did. And Jesus modeled all of this with his disciples. And he had the 12, and then he had the three in the inner circle that he was really close with. And they were those true friends that walked the journey with him. But he was not afraid to love on them the one minute... And call them out on their idiotic ideas the next day. Did that to Peter. That's the kind, those are the kinds, kind of friends that we need. They have candor. So they have what? Number one mark of a friend is constancy. constancy. They're always there. Number two, carefulness. They know what you're going through. They empathize with you. They they understand and they bring to that relationship what's needed right then. And thirdly, candor. candor. And the fourth is similar to candor, a little different. It's counsel. Proverbs 27, 9. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. True friends give us counsel. Counsel. You know, I, there's people in my life, I go to them and I say, can you give me some counsel on this? I'm trying to make this decision. I need your perspective. And I'm so grateful that I have some of those people. Now, I'm going to get to the, the part about how do, we, how do we cultivate these kinds of friends? I'm not there yet. When I think about the times when I've gone to my good friends, my true friends, and asked for advice... Give me a perspective here. I'm so grateful for that. Because it's a perspective I didn't have and it's a perspective that I need and and I'm so grateful. There's a quote you maybe heard. A friend always lets you in and never lets you down. (laughs) A true friend. You can talk to them. You can ask them to help you and they'll give you advice in a loving kind of way. Well, let me just talk a bit about what I think is affecting our ability to both discover and forge true friendship. That's my alarm. It's, it's almost. I'm almost done. Um, thanks for that reminder. So, what's getting in the way? What? And I've I've noticed this in my own experience. Like, because as I've looked back over these last this last while, partly why I'm being a learner, a student of. Connection, true connection and friendship is that I could use a few more really good true friends. I'll just put that out there. Now, don't all come up to me and say, what well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> People don't volunteer to be your true friend. It's, it's discovered. It's kind of a discovery. And the focus is not on the friendship. And I remember reading this about this where someone that says, I want more friends. Well, they're they are not actually coming at it from the right point of view. Because once you get a friend, what do you have? A, a nick on your, a notch on your belt? Friendship is discovered and then, but it's also forged. <laughs> it takes time. It takes trouble. There, and that's one of my biggest problems is I don't have time for friends. <laughs> really? Did, did I hear what I just said? I'm too busy. I'm doing this. I'm overdoing all this good work. Well, that is a an excuse that I need to challenge. And I probably need a, a true friend to, to tell me talk to me about that. <laughs> What's going on in your life? Like, do you have where's the time that you need to carve out to discover and forge the friendships that you need to be fully alive and on at your best self? <laughs> Who is my best self? And yes. Jesus is my best friend. I'll just put that out there. He is a brother that sticks close. But Jesus laid down his life for his friends. Set us a a reproducible model so that we could be in relationship with each other. With him fueling that. (laughs) He fuels our friendships. We need human connection. And of course we need Jesus. But. No, it's not a but. But. We need Jesus. Period. We need human connection. True friends. Here's what's getting in the way. I I'm experiencing, maybe some of you have, the mo- the mobility of our society is affecting has affected our friendships. People moving away, people change, whether it's moving physically or just the change that's happening, the transition that's all around us. It's a challenge to Find those true friends because it takes time. And if that person is no longer in the proximity of your world, it's even harder to maintain those relationships. Now, I've got some that are at a distance. Like my sisters are a little far away. I'd like them closer. But one's in Saskatoon, one's in Oshawa, Ontario. Well, how do I do that? Tensionality and a few other things, which I'm going to work on that. I'm going to keep working on them. Okay, that's one thing. Is this the mobility? And it takes a long time to form true friendships so when we lose them, you don't just automatically get new ones because it takes time to find them, discover them, forge the relationships. But to me, it is worth the time and the trouble to consider that and to make that a priority. So that's number one. Number two is, and I just referred to this already, we are not the friends we're looking for others to be. We don't take the time to cultivate relationships. We don't stop and listen. We don't find common interests with people that we want to go on the journey with and spend time. And I, I'm guilty of that. Like I just said, I just love doing new things, new projects. I got, you know, what? I don't know, there's three businesses now. I'm not sure how many. I'm like I lost track. And how many things am I doing? And it's and four. There you go. Maybe it's four. But I love that. that I'm, I'm on, on a mission, right? Who are my true friends that are going to go on this mission with me? That are going to go on this journey with me? And I, I have some. And I'm so grateful for those. And I think probably in my... What's coming to mind for me is that the people that I need to cultivate deeper connection with might be right there if I took the time and was intentional about going deeper with those true friends. Now, not everybody's in that boat. You may be sitting out there and you're thinking, wow. When I think about who are the five friends in my inner circle that, I, that are like this? Constancy, carefulness, candor, candor and counsel. Counsel. Who are those people in your life? And it's a beautiful thing when your spouse is that person. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, I think it's great when you have, that's, but that's one person. I'm saying we need four or five true friends. And I think it forms a bit of a buffer when you're like, my wife died. If, she was, if I was putting all my eggs into that basket, I can't imagine how that would have been but I already had people that were in my inner circle. And I think that's true with relationship breakdown and other times that marriages get stressed. We need that circle of people that we can lean on and and pray with and journey with and move forward with and, and cry with and laugh with and eat our chocolate together with. So the I think it's an invitation and it is a challenge. You know where you're at right now in your friendships. And if you're not, if you haven't already slowed down enough to think about it, that's my invitation, or the challenge really is: how is it going for you with your true friendships? Can you name those people that are in that inner circle that have these four qualities? And and maybe you can look in the mirror and say, Who am I a friend with that also has those four qualities that I'm bringing to the table? And it's it's interesting how what we bring is often what is able to come back to us. We can set a tone. We can set a direction. And not all friends, some friends, you have to let them go. Because they're not helping you move in the direction you want to go. That's important as well. But we need those people in our lives. So where is it at for you? Who's in that inner circle? And if that inner circle either is you're neglecting some of your true friends, then what can you do to be intentional about cultivating the kind of relationship that's going to keep you going when the going gets tough? As well as to do life with and to enjoy the journey with. And maybe some of you are really struggling. And I would say my probably the biggest encouragement I have is that we do have the power has been given to us through Jesus to believe that we can find these kind of people. You know, he said in his word, he said, I'm laying down my life for my friends. That's a beautiful image. And I think that what we what is possible because Jesus died and was resurrected and is alive in us as Christ followers. He gives us the strength to keep trying when maybe we've had a lot of disappointment in our friendships. He can help us to get back up again and say, I'm just, this is important enough that I need these people that are friends at all times. So there's my encouragement. And I want to pray for you. And whatever... There's always some point when I kind of choke up. You know, like... You know, I think about this community and the kind of support and the love that I've got here. It's so like. I just feel so blessed that I look around here and see my friends. That you have been there for me, and, and I've been able to be there with, with so many of you. And, and I just, I guess I long for this kind of community, these, this kind of connection to be our experience. I want it for myself. I want for you and I do and I just so think it's possible with God being our helper. And there's gonna be all kinds of distractions like we've had this morning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow, we've had distractions. <laughs> that is a metaphor for life. <laughs> you walk out of here and you're gonna be, oh, gonna go do this and do that and forget about this friendship thing. I've got stuff to do. Yeah. Don't forget about this. It is too important to leave for another day. Father, thank you so much. You are a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You are our Lord and traveling companion. And Lord, I I pray for those that maybe are even feeling distant from you, that they will reach out to you and say, Lord, I, I really need you to help me to be my best self. Lord, I pray for those here struggling with their friendships, with these true friendships. They're wondering where they are and and why they don't have them and how do they get more of them. And I just pray right now that you will just encourage all of us here today to, to know that it's possible to have these kinds of friends in our lives. To be able to cultivate friendships where there's candor and constancy and carefulness and counsel can be given and received. I thank you for this church community. I thank you for the, the, um, the way that we are trying to create communities and, and uh, friendships that are on this level here at New Heights. I thank you for that. May we continue to be faithful to do what we are called to do, to be the friends and to foster the friendships that you would have for us to do. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.